The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Good afternoon, everybody. Eric Franson, AJ Salveson. How are you, AJ? I'm good. I am better after last night, uh, but I am great now. You're better after last night? Yeah. Who is what, it? Did something bad happen last night? Now you've recovered from it? Well, yeah, but then it went good, and then it went bad, but then it went back to being good. Yeah. Yeah, so it ended up being good. Is this another one of your bathroom stories? No, so actually, well, that's an interesting story. You want to hear that one? No, so I really don't. I was I really don't. watching um, a movie and realized I had a problem. And I had Did the movie pick- had a problem? No, that I had a problem personally, <laughs> physically. And so I had to go take care of that problem. And uh, let's just say, Eric, between you and I, okay, and only between you and I, don't tell anybody else. Between us two kids? Yeah, just between us two. Well, three, because Adam, the intern's here. His poor, sensitive BYU ears. Keep it, keep it clean. But I read a lot of articles on a lot of things. That's great. That's What a great way to start off our show today. Yeah, you know, that's what I thought. On a Wednesday. You asked. And so I answered. What's the problem? Big win last night for the Utah State Aggies at Colorado State. Big on multiple reasons. Yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of reasons. Sam Merrill surpasses two thousand points. Uh, Utah State gets another conference win. Utah State gets a quality win on the road. It's a quadrant two victory for Utah State. What does that mean? Well, it's. It means Utah State's going to be looked on a little more favorably as an at-large team. Granted, they still have work to do. I believe they need to. They needed not just that win, but they need to get the rest of the wins for the regular season. And I think they have to do well in the conference tournament to be considered an at-large team. But their case is certainly stronger today than it was just a few days ago. 75-72, your final at Moby Arena in Fort Collins as Utah State now has sole possession of second place in the Mountain West Conference. Solid night from a couple of guys. Take a guess who they are. You got it. Best one-two punch in the Mountain West Conference alone. Sam Merrill and Amish Keta. Uh, Amish goes 7 of 11 from the field. He had uh, 11 boards with 14 points in 27 minutes of basketball. You know, he picked up that third foul in the first half. And then you're thinking, God, how long can you sit him in the second half? Well, he sits six minutes, he comes in, and he has a very productive rest of the way where he doesn't get a single foul the rest of the night. Yeah, we had a Kuba Karwatsky sighting. I thought, oh boy. Yeah, I was. It's been a while since we've seen this guy. I was a little bit worried about that. How rusty is he going to be? Then Dorius was in there for a little bit at at times here and there, but but, uh, it was the guard play for Utah State. Sam Merrill was just outstanding. Yeah. Yeah, Sam Merrill, my gosh, 12 of 18, 6 of 10 from deep. He had four rebounds, 32 points, five assists. Uh, did have those two turnovers. One of them I thought he got fouled on, though, and we'll get into that in just a moment. 38 minutes of basketball, and as you mentioned, Eric, he eclipses two things. One, 
the 2,000-point mark, joining J.C. Carroll, great Grant, and, of course, the great Wayne Estes. And then two, he actually becomes number two in the scoring, or three in the scoring list. Now he's behind Greg Grant, uh, who has 127, and he has, what, 2,038, so do the math. Um, he If he averages 20 points a game for the next five games, he'll pass him. If he averages 20 points a game for the next guaranteed five games, because they have the full regular season and then the one tournament game, guaranteed one tournament game as of right now, 20 points in the five games will get him past uh, Greg Grant and put him second on the all-time scoring list in school history. Do you know what's even more amazing? Is that with his 32 points in his career, Eric, and I think you've heard this stat, uh, it, was, it was mentioned everywhere after the game, including on our own post-game with Al Lewis and John Russell. Sam Merrill has scored how many 30-plus point games in, his, uh, in the Mountain West? Do you know how many? Ooh, how many games of 30 or more? Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, that is a really good question. Um, Give me just a random... Five. You want to go five? I don't know if it's even been that much. Uh, where is it? Okay, so it's the 12th time this year and 39th time in his career he has scored 20-plus points in a game. Second time this year, seventh time in his career he has scored 30-plus points okay, in a so game. seven. In fact, all seven of his 30-plus point games have come on the road. Whoa! Two of them are against Colorado State in his career. Wow. That's okay, so incredible. people called Sam Merrill the Boise State killer. He's also the Ram killer, too, because he's done it twice now at Colorado State. Did it last year when they had struggles. He came down the stretch, especially in overtime, where, by the way, he had played his fourth straight 40-plus minute game. Remember that? He didn't sit one minute for four straight games in the final four games of the Mountain West Conference regular season. Didn't sit one minute. Played every single one of them. That one went to overtime, so he played 45 minutes. And then ended up putting away the Colorado State Rams. Does it again. That, that straightaway three that he had to put the nail in the coffin and call it a night was so Sam Merrill. Oh, such a dagger. I mean, he takes Colorado three. State's closing the gap. It's anybody's game at that point. And he comes down there and pops it right and, in his, their eye. And what made it hard, because I think it was Carvalho that was guarding him, yeah. is that Carvalho actually takes two steps back because he thinks... The way that Sam is dribbling that ball, Sam's going to go to the hoop. He's going to try to create contact, draw the foul, get to the line. But Sam, realizing that the rest weren't letting the Aggies get to the line all night long, said, well, hey, if you're going to give me that much space and then add on two steps to it, it's going to pull it right over you and just drill it right in between your eyes. That was such a Sam Merrill-type shot. Like, you want nobody else taking that shot to put the nail in the coffin into the Rams. And I thought Sam Merrill, again, just absolutely wonderful and he uh again 32 points eclipsed the 2000 point mark uh he also passes Wayne Estes and and then they get Fresno State Saturday night Fresno State gets San Jose State tonight and then and I think that's at San Jose State and that's no gimme by the way if you go to San Jose State Spartan Arena that is no gimme for you so they got to go battle with them and then they have to get ready for Utah State who's on a little bit of a winning streak here that's three in a row by the way for counting um and if, San, and if Utah State can take care of that, you get one game next week versus Wyoming on a Wednesday night. You get the rest of the week off before you would go to on the road 
um, or excuse me, play at home versus San Jose State, and then you go to New Mexico the fall day, or excuse me, that same Saturday, and uh, uh, call the season. So yeah, so Utah State to, to right to finish out their year, they will travel to Fresno on Saturday, then they've got Wyoming and San Jose at home, and then they finish up on the road at New Mexico. Here's what scared me the most. Abel and Brock both hit their first, both hit their first shots of the night. After that, they went a combined. You ready for this? One of 14. One of 14. And I hate to say it, but like they don't have defense to give credit to. They just couldn't make shots. Brock had some great looks and couldn't knock him in. I mean, one of 14 combined between the two. Someone's got to do it. Someone's got to help. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree, but I think that Brito provided that off the bench last night. Uh, I thought he was the guy who, who provided that help. Yeah, Brito was good. But you're right. I mean, the starters need but to need do, starters. do their thing. Like, need, that's why they're starters. Yeah, that, I need somebody else to rely on because guess what? Berstow, he Berstow, Anderson, and Dorius played nine minutes combined. Add Kuba's 10 to it, and that's 19 minutes. Yeah. So, again, he played his veterans heavy minutes. Right, and Brito played like a starter. Brito yeah. played 28 minutes. 5 and 9, 1 of 4 from deep. He had 11. And, again, when Brito scores in double digits, <laughs> the record, 27 and, and now? freaking 0 in the last two years. Oh, my gosh. If you need to win a game, you get Brito to double digits, and then we're fine. We're going to win it. I don't know how, but we're going to win it. An anomaly in the fact that uh, Colorado State shot nearly 52% from the field. Oh, wow. And Utah State still wins. Wow. That's that. Uh, Normally, what was the marker? We're talking about this. It was like uh, 42, something like that. Yeah. 43%. Utah State's undefeated. Uh, they, they win if they hold you below that mark. Mm-hmm. So that's the first time somebody's able to shoot better. From the field, but still lose. I think I posted on my notes actually this morning. I I, I do I do do my notes on Twitter. I enjoy doing those and putting it out to the fans. Uh, you're right though. The number, by the way, is I have it right here. There's a couple of notes actually that kind of stood out to me. Um, I'll, I'll go with the first one you just uh, you talked about. Colorado State shot 51% from the field, uh, and it's just the third team this year to shoot 50% or better against USU. The Aggies are now one and two in those games. Uh, Utah State shot fifty one fifty percent even from the field for the seventh time this year, and is seven and zero in those games. Thirty three percent from deep, and is thirteen and three on the season when it makes thirty percent or better from deep. Uh, USU was four four over the line, which by the way is a season low in attempts and made free throws. Uh, thank you, Dave Hall. Appreciate you a lot. And then of course, uh, Eric, the, the biggest thing to it all is the twenty wins, right? They go to 20 and 7. It's the first time in back to back years that they've won 20 plus games since the 2011, 12, 12, and 13 seasons. Uh, it's the 30th time in their school history that they've done it. And the Aggies are now 30 and 14 all time when going for its 20th win of the season. Uh, another thing, and you said something really interesting, and a friend texted me at the end of the game to note what you had said. Play like you're up two when you're up 12. Because what happened? They were up 12, yeah. and then all of a sudden, that thing was trimmed to it was one. down to nothing, right. You called it. 
you said it. You said play like you're up, what, up two when you're up 12. You are dead on with that. Well, it's, Colorado State's a great team at home. Uh, those You get those fringe guys that play a lot better when they're at home. Um, and uh, they, they're, they've had a really good year at home, only a handful of losses all year. Yeah. Um, but I, Isaiah Stevens was giving oh the Aggies gosh. fits. He was making shots. and Dude, I swear it's always somebody else. Like, every time we play these guys, it's always somebody else, right? It's Carvacho one night. It's Sisselwood the next year. It's Stevens the next game. I mean, and Stevens was 9-12, Eric, for 19 and 7 assists, by the way. He was really – and he had some tough looks, too. There was some good defense play, and he still found a way to hit some tough shots. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it. Great win for Utah State because uh, Colorado State was hot. They had won, like we said, 10 of their last 12, um, and they were scoring at about, on average, about 89 points a game at home. So Utah State holds them way below yeah. their typical average. Amazing. You know, Colorado State now is in its last 12 games, 10-2. and two. Those two losses, Utah State, hello, Uh I just I could not have been more impressed with the gutsy effort from the Yagi team. Three games in seven days. Is that right? Three games in six days? Or yeah, three games in six days. And all I mean, UNLV's physical. The Boise State one's more emotional. And this one was just like more um fatigue. You know, how much you got left in the tank. Well, and the Boise game was really frustrating because of all the fouls. Fouls, yep. Thirty five free throw attempts in, against Boise. How does you and talk- only four Last night. Yeah, see, how does the... So how bizarre. Do, how do you attempt only four free throws in a game and you don't even do the first one until the freaking second half? How does that work? Now, granted, Colorado State only went four of eight from the free throw line. Yeah, it's not like so it was... it's not like they were really getting a whole favorable advantage. Oh, it wasn't lopsided for one team no. or the other. And with Dave Hall being there, you kind of just... You were wondering if it would. Uh, but again, credit, just so much credit to Craig Smith and his coaching staff for helping the players get mentally ready. Look, I know like you're tired, you're exhausted. It's a three three games in six days, and all of them have really been something different. And you to be able to handle all three of those games and get out of there. Two and one, I would have been thrilled with. Three and zero oh is a dream. Three and zero oh is a dream with the stretch that you got coming up. Beat Fresno State, and then you get Wyoming as your only singular game next week. And then you got the final two games of the year, uh, the following week with San Jose State being at home as one of them. You're in great shape to see second place in the Mount to hold on to second place in the Mountain West Conference to get ready for that tournament. Right now in the Mountain West, because there were some other games last night, and we'll get through those a little bit. But right now, one game, one, one game separates five teams. That makes me sick right now. I mean, there's no margin for error. So wait, is is Colorado State in third or is Boise State in third then? Who's So Utah State and Boise State are tied. Oh, fetch. With the exact same conference record. Then Colorado State and Nevada are tied with the same conference record. And they're just uh, half a game behind USU and Boise. And then UNLV is a full game behind Utah State. Okay, so here's the thing. We would own the tiebreak over Colorado State, of course, because we swept them. Yep. But then Boise State also... Oh, did they not play Colorado State? you got to be kidding me. They don't play Colorado State this whole entire freaking year. No, that's not true. You play everybody at least once. They play them earlier then? All they did, and they beat them. So they only had to play them once. 
That sucks. Uh, hey, by the way, so how do they determine tiebreakers? I think it's based on Down common opponent. Line. Yeah, it's yeah. There's like a common opponent. It's 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 crazy in basketball because, like you said, you play some teams twice, you play some team once. It's it's kind of messed up, to be honest with you. Um, I, I'd have to read through it. It's it's a novel. Uh, nine three one five text into the show, and this is actually a good point. Nine three one five. Do you remember the clock stopping at the end of the game? Oh, that was so bizarre. He says, what about the clock troubles at the end of the game? What a joke. I could not agree with you more, 9315. I lost my freaking... I'm looking at the clock, and it's 2.9, and a play runs for three seconds, and they don't move the clock. Right, they just redo it, the play? And they, by the way, they, they, didn't did, run it, any they clock. did it twice. Yeah, the clock operator was really messed up twice. multiple times. And I, and, I, and I hate to be that guy, but I think they were favoring Colorado State. Because for the rest is, I mean, and then the refs go and review, and they're like, "Nah, two tenths off." Are you serious? How do you get two tenths off of a play that a whole entire play that just ran? How do you get two tenths off of that? Horrible, 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 horrible. That's a great point. Nine three one five. Thanks for texting. If anybody else wants to do so, four three five. Three three nine zero three two one. Yeah, a little home cooking there, maybe. Oh, I'm with give you. Give Colorado State no, a little bit more time. Give them another opportunity to collect themselves. It's Craig a free timeout for Colorado State. But you know, it was kind of a free timeout for Utah State too to get themselves together. What they True. wanted to do. Hey, what was your thought process when they had Sam inbound the ball or Sam be on the other side of the court? I think. Well, and he Abel, inbounded the last couple. But Abel ends up shooting the free throws. Like instead of Sam getting the ball. They have Abel get the ball. Abel gets fouled. He shoots the free throws. Gutsy move because Abel hadn't shot well no, all night. That's right. And nobody had been to the line. But I thought it was a gutsy move because it took Sam out of the the defensive equation. Uh, they were going to just really clam things up, and it provides well two things: the distraction, but it also provides the opportunity for an inbounds pass and get it right back opportunity. Because as they're playing off of whomever gets the inbounds, and all of a sudden Sam comes free, and he's he's available. So I thought it was kind of a gutsy move. I liked it. It worked. Um, yeah, it's a little. It was risky. Usually, you want your best free throw shooters have the best opportunity to get the ball, but Colorado State was going to do everything they could to deny oh, yeah. an inbounds pass yeah. to Sam Merrill yeah, the way he was shooting. Last guy you want shooting that free throw, Sam Merrill for Colorado State. You know, it's funny like. I I think every Mountain West Conference team has respect for Sam Merrill. But I think every Mountain West Conference team can't wait to see that kid graduate and get the heck out of there <laughs> and get out of the, that uniform. They're just, yes. they can't wait to see him leave. Incredible performance. Eric, you know, I think we feel a little bit remiss if we didn't talk about the 2,000-point mark for Sam Merrill. I know we, we mentioned it, but I felt like we kind of brushed by it. 2,000 points for one player... I mean, think about all the great players in Aggie basketball history. You're talking Spencer Nilton, Gary Wilkinson. You know, we do have J.C. Carroll, Jared Quell's another one. Cornell Green. Cornell Green. I mean, Marvin I mean, Roberts. The, the list goes back. on. Kendall Youngblood. Kendall Youngblood's a big one, right? And and he becomes just one of the four, now becomes number four on that list, joining three other guys to score 2,000 points. What a remarkable, re- amazing career Sam Merrill has had. And uh, it, it just... I I felt bad watching him score it at Colorado State. Like I really want to go find the ref, at least two of them, and just punch him in the face for not. Let, I mean, the free throw fest didn't even get involved. Sam Merrill because he had to settle four fouls. 
Like, I want, I, I just want to go punch one of those rest in the face and say, man, you really screwed it up, didn't you? You know, when I remember when J.C. Carroll passed that 2,000-point mark. Yeah. Um, or, what, was it the 2,000-point mark or when he surpassed Greg Grant? Uh, I can't remember which no, one it was. No, surpassing Greg Grant, I think, if I, if I, if I know what He hits up, a three-point shot. Greg Grant. They go to inbounds the ball, and the refs stop the game. Yeah. And they go to review it on the monitor to yeah. make sure it was a three. Everybody knew that it was. It yeah. was obvious yeah. it was a three. But at that that bucket caused him to go over that mark. It was a really classy thing for the refs to do. It gave a brief moment in the middle of the game for everybody to stand and applaud. That's how you should recognize a significant moment in college basketball. The, the last night, it was like, mm, it just happened. Yeah, it just made But you know what? You're sick. on the road. If that happens away from your home place, they're not going to stop the game for the opponent. No, no, no. And, and the fans don't even care. They're like, gosh, freaking dang it. Yeah, Can't Colorado State didn't care. They're just seeing some guy out there torch him. Yeah, they're like, oh, freaking layup. Somebody oh, stop that guy. Someone guard the three. You know, they, they don't. I mean, and it just made me feel bad because when you talk to Sam, and you've done it before, Eric, you sat down with Sam. He cares about Aggie. He cares about Aggie basketball. His favorite player to watch was J.C. Carroll. He has a relationship with that guy, and and a uh, 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 a friendship, a deep friendship with with that guy. And he's he's been he's a passionate Aggie fan. And when he was young, and it, it would have been right, it would have been right for him to be able to do it at home at the Spectrum, so everybody could honor him. But do you know what's going to be cool is that next Wednesday night, the Wyoming that game with Wyoming wouldn't matter anything. No one would have gave a flying crap. But I bet you they honor it. I bet you they honor him. And they celebrate it so all the fans can go. So if you do not have tickets to that game, you might want to go get some. Because there's an extremely good chance they recognize him for the 2,000-point mark. Extremely oh, yeah. good chance with some uh, maybe a special visitor there. I, I'd go if I were you and get your butt over there and go watch this one. With a special visitor? Who would be the special visitor? I would get your tickets and go watch this game. Ooh, mystery, intrigue. Oh, just shut it. Um, like, hey, by the way, nine three four secrets I, I, with AJ. <laughs> secrets with. <laughs> we should have a segment with that. <laughs> we could play some dark seduction music or something. Uh, hey, I want to go back to this text on from January 29th from nine nine three one five. He says, "I think if we win out, we will for sure. Maybe we can lose one more, but I think we can win the Mount West tournament and maybe get to the NCAA tournament." I, I go back to that text because now look forward here, Eric. What do you think takes? I mean, winning out the regular season would be wonderful. How far do they need to get in the NCAA or the Mount West tournament to get a, a not an at-large bid, if that's the case? Well, last night's win moves them up to number 45 in the NCAA in the net, net really? rankings. Really? Okay. They that's great. That's, that's and awesome. it's a quad two win, which yep. is great. Um. They have one more opportunity for a quad two win, and that's when they play at New Mexico, assuming New Mexico doesn't continue its collapse. Jeez. Oh, it actually wins a few more games before then. Yeah, that's assuming, though. But um, but uh, Utah State is starting to be considered by some of these national publications as in the conversation. Now, some still believe they have work to do. The folks at The Athletic and at ESPN both put Utah State in the category of Work to do. Oh, not there yet. Now, Jerry Palm with CBS says they're one of those last four in. They've done enough and how they project things are going to go. I personally, I think Utah State 
needs to take any doubt um, away and um, and make it to the championship game. I don't think they have to win the championship conference tournament uh, at the conference tournament, but I think they need to be in the in the championship game. Yeah, championship game would really help. It would absolutely help, and you'd kind of like to see San Diego stay on the other side of the bracket if you if you wouldn't mind. Because it's conceivable because, by because then look, they could be a top forty. Well, team. and that's the thing is like if you if you win out the regular season, you get to the conference championship, and you see San Diego stay on the other side, which is already an automatic big no matter what happens. Then you lose that game, you're in. You're you're absolutely positively either. I don't think there's even a slim of doubt. You're in. If you go there and you see freaking UNLV in the tournament in the championship bracket, then we have issues. Right. You want to see San Diego stay on the other side. You want to be in the championship game because that means they're guaranteeing two teams into the NCAA tournament. There's no way, absolutely no way, with their schedule, with who they've beaten neutral court, with who. I guess the road game at Carl State, but there's no, there's no there's way. There's nobody you know else what. in the conference that's going to be considered as an out. Joe Lenardi has them as a uh, first four out right now, so which tells me they win out, take care of business the rest of the way in the regular season. He, he actually has them in the next four out. Mm, I, I looked an hour ago. They were in the next four out. What? Is that? What the? F- so they have the last four in, and then the next four are those that just miss. Oh yeah, okay. The sorry. Last four well, yeah, that's, out. okay. Well, and that's, then he has a next four. Out. Yeah, yeah. He has a first four out, and then a next, next four, four out. out. And Utah State is in that. But that take. I mean, that look. That tells group. me you went out the regular season, you get to the championship, you're in. Well, it's a couple of weeks ago they weren't even in that discussion. Yeah, amen. And so now they are. Amen. So they're heading in the right direction. Amen, brother. All right, coming up next here in the full court press, let's do an update on what's going on in Region 11. Uh, some big games tonight. Got some rivalry games. Uh, it's kind of rivalry week. You got historic rivalries, and then you've got brand the, new ones, the new rivalries. Yeah. So those are taking place this week. We'll update you on what's going on there, where you can listen, how you can follow along. It's coming up next, right here on the Full Court Press. Talking the sports you care about, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, one hundred six nine FM, thirteen ninety AM. The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson, full court press rolling on on a Wednesday. You're going to freaking say it. What? I'm waiting for you to say it. It was a big win last night for Utah State. Huge. Got some big games tonight in high school basketball. Oh, man. Region 11 play. Now, we had some games last night in girls basketball. Uh, a comeback. Skyview was, uh, was down. And they came back and won, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yep, they ended up winning by four. Oh, I guess I should turn his mic on, huh? Oh, is my mic on now? <laughs> there okay, so now there's an unwritten rule in radio that you let let us introduce you and then you talk. Oh, well, sorry See? about that. See, I'm <laughs> the only one who gets the only one who gets beginning. freedom of speech privileges in this place. Besides Eric and I, is Adam the intern. Adam the intern died. Excuse me, Instagram page died. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Adam is intern is. Is uh, not gone. Alive. He's still here. We were just making fun of him. Remembered and not dead. Um, <laughs> so here, Tyler Baldwin here joins us here on the uh, on the full court press as we talk high school basketball. Final week of the regular season. That's exactly right, man. It's rivalry week part two, Ajay. It's pretty exciting. Um, last night in the girls, like Eric kind of mentioned, um, Skyview ended up coming back for um, and winning. Um, at their place against Green Canyon, which huge upset there. Um, nobody thought that that was going to happen. I 
I kind of, my dad won that bet, so I'm not very happy with that turnout there. But, um, you know, it was kind of interesting because on the way in, I heard you guys talking about playing like you're only down by, I mean, only up by two instead of playing like you're up eight or up 10 or whatever. And Green Can just let it get away from them because they were playing like they were up 12 when they were. And then it just got down to 10, then mm. eight, then six. And all of a sudden they find find themselves behind with, I think, three minutes left in the fourth. And everything went down there downhill from there for Green Canyon. And then Ridgeline was at Mount Crest last night. Um, Ridgeline obviously um, able to pull out that one 50 to 31. That was, Whew. yeah. Mount Crest basketball boys and girls has been struggling a little bit this year. Both of them. Neither one of them have a, a region win. That's right? exactly right. They're both six. They're both bottom in the state. Neither of them have a region win. Oh, man. I mean, that's a rough. That's yeah, a rough that's season. Tough. Hey, I wanted to ask you, uh, Ridgeline boys basketball, big win over Skyview oh, last yeah. week. Yep. So would you uh, would you think, because the RPI rankings will not show this week until Saturday, would you think if things play out when Ridgeline wins out and as the Skyview, would Ridgeline finish ahead of Skyview or do you think Skyview finishes ahead of Ridgeline? Um, I think it depends on the game tonight because Skyview will host Green Canyon tonight. Okay. Green Canyon only lost to them by 10, maybe 12. 12 last time. And, you know, we're uh, me and AJ Knight were talking about this. Um, we think Skyview, um, they were, they're they the top of the region. Um, they're tied with Ridgeline right now. And we think, you know, all the second time around, obviously all the teams get better for the most part. And we've seen Skyview's victories kind of close more and more. Um, so we're we're kind of interested to see how that one will play out tonight up up there in Smithfield. Yeah, um, but but Skyview was beating teams by double digits until just last yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's it's interesting because they were still pretty much dominating their opponents yeah, until yeah, yeah, yeah. Caden Cox just got on fire from right. the three point line. Yeah, you're exactly right about that one. Um, you know, nothing against Skyview here. I just um have seen some teams that have gone a lot better in region and I've seen Skyview almost plateau um if you would while um even though they're up there some other teams are catching up and I think that'll be interesting to see how it turns out tonight up there in Smithfield big rivalry game mm. um for the people who don't know our listeners Green Canyon was the cutoff from Skyview um and man last time we played them or excuse me Green Canyon hosted Skyview that gym was filled I mean, there was not a seat left in that gym. It was really, really cool. Um, good good turnout on both parts, and we'll be able to see that again tonight up there in Smithfield. And we'll have that game here on the fan. Actually. Yeah, so we'll, John Newbold. John Newbold on the call, pregame, 645, tip-off is 7. Yeah. Bear River and Logan, that's an, it's kind of an older rivalry where they used to be in the same region. They used to be in a lower classification for mm-hmm. a while. There's some history between those two teams, and both of those teams fighting to be to improve their RPI, but River trying to stay in that uh, top 10 discussion, Logan trying to inch their way up a little bit and improve their standings too. Yeah, so this is a chance because right now both both of their records are tied at 3 and 5 in region. Hmm. And so a, let's say Green Canyon loses tonight, that'll move um that'll move region rankings for a um two-way tie for third place and an outright fourth place which um isn't Exactly what you want. You'd rather be tied for it, but um, or you'd rather be tied for third. Excuse me. And so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. It's always the last week and a half, last three or four games of region where the standings really start to show. 
And it'll be interesting to see what happens tonight for sure. We also have Ridgeline at Mountain Crest tonight. And Ridgeline is coming off of a strong win against Skyview. They're a dangerous team right now. Um, Mount Crest, it's their senior night. Um, I uh, From Ridgeline, I'm expecting a very strong run from them in state. I could see them and Skyview, depending on what side of the bracket everyone is, I could see them coming down to um, play each other sometime in state. Well, uh, Mountain Crest and Ridgeline really do not like each other. No. Uh, and that was a very rowdy uh, a fan base when uh, Mountain Crest was at Ridgeline. In fact, from what I heard, there were announcements made throughout the school the following day about sportsmanship. Yep. Really? And so uh, this this game tonight could be very interesting to see how Mountain Crest responds. Yeah, you're exactly right about that one. That's a um, rivalry kind of like Green Canyon Skyview. Um, Ridgeline cut off from Mountain Crest, and they, they've been in the paper before about this rivalry front page. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens tonight. AJ Knight and I will have the call on 107.7. Um, for that game tonight. Well, Tyler, we'll, uh, we thank you so much for all you've done for us uh, this season in basketball. It's been great. I know next Tuesday you'll be uh, calling a state playoff game with Mountain Crest. They'll be in the, yeah. the first round. And then and on Wednesday we have a really shortened show. We're actually out of here in 30 minutes on Wednesday, so we probably won't be talking to you next week. But uh, have a great call tonight with AJ. Have hey, fun. thank you. Appreciate and, that. Uh, and don't forget we have state starting. So RPI will be announced on Saturday. Yep. And then we'll have state playoff games. Um, let's Tuesday, see, Tuesday and, and Wednesday. Tuesday and Wednesday for girls. I mean, excuse me. Tuesday and Wednesday for the first round. So boys on Tuesday, girls on Wednesday. Wednesday. And then let's see. Does it go Friday, Saturday? Yep. Yeah, yeah, Friday for the boys and Saturday for the girls. Yeah. There okay. we go. Yeah. Yep. We'll uh, have a great call tonight. And thanks again for all you've done this season. We really hey, appreciate thank you. It. Appreciate. It. Can't Absolutely. wait to be back with you guys. Okay. As Tyler Baldwin done a great job this season. Uh, next week's kind of a, a crazy week with state tournament games and a shortened show for us a couple times. So uh, he won't be with us next week, but we greatly appreciate his help throughout the year. That's Skyview here on the fan a little bit later on this big evening. Big one game. with John Newbold. I, and I, love Probably, John I would say the big biggest games. game of the night. Uh, oh, yeah, hands down. Easily. Yeah, yeah easily. Uh, Eric, we got a movie quiz we got to get to. And I've got a great movie quote for you that you, it's going to rock your socks. It's going to rock my socks. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. It's going to be super exciting. Or can you? The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. Streaming online, 1069thefan.com. You can also text in, give us your comment. About uh, Got some Region 11 games going on tonight. We got Utah Jazz going on tonight. Big game last night for the Aggies. 435. 3-3-9. I can remember that one. 0321-435-339-0321. Text into the show. Let us know what you think. Uh, Ajay, it's it's movie quiz time. It is. It is one of everybody's favorite time of the year where they get to 
You didn't even load my freaking trailer audio, did you? Yeah, I did. It's loaded. Oh, you did? I'm, I've got to load something else. Okay, cool. Yes, it's, uh, you know, the uh, day everybody is uh, waiting for, and, uh, yeah, in fact, actually, so, there is a scene that I'm looking for. I didn't have a chance to, like, grab the quote, so I'm actually looking for it so I can act it out. <laughs> Dude, you know While understand? you do that, let's set the stage properly. Yes. Yeah. Pumps me up. And now, your future presentation, starring the Brown Mamba. All right. Uh, where is it? Sorry, I have to look. For, <laughs> dude, I, I, you I thought you had this all prepared. Dude, no, I have the audio ready for you. I just don't have the quote, like, so I can act it out. Hold on, but I'm looking at it right. You didn't put, you didn't put together the script? Dude, I've been busy today. That's okay? right. You had to take a phone call. And it was actually a pretty, it was a pretty. Because you're like, what, interviewing for another job or something? Oh, you wish I was. You want to get rid of me. Oh, okay, wait, we're almost there. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm st- I've been holding. <laughs> I'm on hold. <laughs> um, uh, let's see here. Come on. No, that's not it. <laughs> uh... Take two. Yeah, dude, I can't find it. Do you have the audio? You might just have to play it tonight. <laughs> like, it's... I do can't. do your best to summarize and okay, from memory. Okay, 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 okay. I can do that. And I'll see if I can guess it, and then we'll play what it actually sounds like. Okay, hold on. Let's, uh... <laughs> Bam. No, like, look, okay. <clears throat> you ready? Uh, yes. All right. It's like quicksand. You're playing like... You're, you're playing and you think everything is going fine. Then one thing goes wrong, then another, and another. You try to fight back, but the harder you fight, the deeper you sink. Until you can't move, you can't breathe, because you're in over your head, like quicksand. Man, that's deep, Shane. That's deep. All right. That, that's the quote? Yeah. That's the scene? Yeah. More or less. More or less. Oh, wait, wait. I'll, I'll give you a... Okay, just before that, okay? Does anybody have any fears? Come on. You guys have fears? One guy says he's afraid of spiders. They all start talking about spiders and how creepy they are. One guy says he's afraid of bees. They can sting you, so he's freaking out. Ben, the quarterback, the main dude, quicksand. Then, of course, you know, a guy pops up. Yeah, man, quicksand, man, it just sinks you. And, you know, you're, we're, that, 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 only that's what he's talking about, says the coach. Well, what do you mean? Why don't you ask him? And then all of a sudden, you hear it. Is this a football movie? I know, I shouldn't have said quarterback, damn it. Uh, hmm. I'll have to check the tape. 
Let's Life see what line. the audio sounds like. Last Sunday, I saw a team on the field play as hard as they could to win a football game. We lost, not because of effort or desire, but because of lack of leadership, lack of trust. One of those issues has been resolved. But leadership means nothing if a team doesn't believe in each other. Players spend years together before they develop trust in one another. And I'm asking you to do it in a week. Not a reasonable request, but these aren't reasonable times. Now, I know you all have concerns about this Sunday. But a real man admits his fears. That's what I'm asking you to do here tonight. Who wants to start? Fears, let's talk about it. <clears throat> fears, fears. Hey, <clears throat> uh, quicksand. Quicksand's a scary mother, man. I mean, first of all, it suck you right in, and even if you scream, uh, you get all that muck in your mouth. I don't think that's what Shane had in mind, Frank. Huh? What are you talking about, Dan Coleman? Well, why don't you ask him? Hey, what's up, Shane? You're playing, and you think everything is going fine, but then one thing goes wrong. And then another. And another. And you try to fight back, but the harder you fight, the deeper you sink. Till you can't move. You can't breathe. Because you're in over your head. Like quicksand. Mm, is that some classic Keanu Reeves that I heard right there? Yes. Gene Hackman? Yes. As a coach? That would have to be the replacement. It is. It is the replacements. Heck of a soundtrack, by the way. That's a great soundtrack to that movie. When uh, did that come out? Late 90s? Yeah, 1999. 99 is when it came out. The, the, okay, so there's one part that really bothers me in the movie. So we're in that final game of the season to make the playoffs or whatever. And uh, they uh, kick an onside or the, uh, I think they recover. I can't, yeah, I think they kick an onside kick or something like that. And uh, Shane Falco's team recovers the fumble or the onside kick. And then the big line, crazy linebacker starts running with it. And then he gets drilled to the ground. But after the onside kick, the clock stops, right? Shane goes running over to the ref screaming for timeout. He's like, timeout, timeout, timeout. And I'm like, why do you need a timeout, dude? The clock stopped, man. Change the possession, you moron. No wonder you don't play football anymore. <laughs> that still bugs me to this day that he called a timeout and it changed the possession. That's a movie even Adam the Intern could get away watching. That's how good a movie it is. The Replacements. Yeah. And so it was. it's based on a lockout year, right? Yep, it is. Yeah, based on a lockout year. These guys you get some weird dudes, a, a kicker from Germany who's a gambler as well. They get one guy from prison. They get another guy who's a police officer. They get another guy who's a. Uh, um, they get two twins, big black twins. They get this big Samoan guy. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a dang good movie. I need to go home and watch that. Uh, that's good. I I, th- I had my thoughts, but I wasn't sure until you said quarterback. Well, I was still wasn't sure, but once I heard no, I the voices, gave it away. That was good. That was good. That's a good one. Yeah, the replacements back in the late nineties. All right, coming up on the full court press, uh, more things to break down. Uh, we'll continue to look at that big win last night for Utah State. Region 11 games going on tonight. Utah Jazz with a big one tonight at home before the All-Star break. Uh, NCAA before the Senate. Will players start to get compensated for use of their name, image, and likeness 
Are we getting closer to that day? We'll talk about it coming up on the Full Court Press. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson, Full Court Press. Continuing on, we got uh, more to get through next hour, including some uh, interesting things that happened before the, the United States Senate regarding the NCAA. Does Congress need to get involved? Does it need to be a federal decision that starts to regulate this uh, use of name image likeness? Or can the NCAA govern themselves? Uh, interesting questions. The state of California has already passed a law. New York is also looked at it. California uh, wasn't the only one. Colorado, they're looking at it uh, as well. Um, that certainly both those states have major implications for the Mountain West Conference. Uh, Senator Mitt Romney from the state of Utah, he's been involved on the national level with this. So uh, it is a very interesting discussion. Uh, where is it heading how has the NCAA evolved on this issue just over the last few months? Well, we'll update you on some of the things that were talked about in those hearings just yesterday. Utah Jazz, they're in action tonight. They're taking on the Miami Heat. Because we have the high school game this evening, we will not have the Utah Jazz. We'll try to have Hurricane John Newbold provide updates throughout the evening as best he can. But the game, the Jazz game will go beyond... The high school game. The high school game will conclude before the Jazz game does. But a uh, reminder, that game will be here on the fan. We'll have pregame coverage starting at about 6.45 with Hurricane John Newbold. Uh, Skyview versus Green Canyon. And Skyview's still on top, although they share the conference, conference the region. They, they're sharing that top position in the region with Ridgeline now. Uh, Green Canyon is 4-4, four and four, but Green Canyon has an opportunity to move up and uh, not only in region standings, but also in the RPI. So they're definitely going to be motivated. They see that Skyview is vulnerable now. They can be beat. Uh, also, Bear River, they're taking on Logan, that game over in Box Shelter County. You can hear that on two different locations. On 104.9, the ranch in Box Elder County, and on our sister station, KVNU, 610 AM, 102.1 FM. So Al Lewis will be on the call there for that game for Logan. And uh, Tommy Sorensen and Logan Jones will be on the call for Bear River on 104.9 The Ranch. And then the other game going on tonight, it's a rivalry game. These two teams do not like each other. The student bodies really do not like each other. That's Mountain Crest hosting Ridgeline. And that'll be on 107.7 with A.J. Knight on the on the call. And it'll also be simulcast on 104.5 The Ranch in, uh, in Cache County. Uh, so, anyway, some big games going on tonight. Some big games for girls basketball tomorrow as they conclude their regular season tomorrow night. And then the boys will conclude their regular season on Friday. And then once it's all said and done Friday, once the dust settles Friday night after the final horns are sounded, uh, we'll have all those the scores in uh, standings on cashvalleydaily.com. And on Saturday morning, we'll have the uh, latest update from Utah High School Activities Association about what the standings will look like in the RPI standings throughout the state for 4A 
and we'll know who's in the top 10, who gets a first-round bye, and who who doesn't have to play next Tuesday, and then also who does play on Tuesday, and where are they going to play? Are they hosting? Are they going to be on the road? Uh, and how far do they have to travel? So that'll all be known a little bit more on Saturday. So stay tuned for that on CashValleyDaily.com. We'll break it down and share that for you uh, as best we can with what we have for both the boys and the girls. Because uh, the girls, again, their end of their regular season is going to be Thursday. Um, and uh, as soon as those RPI standings and playoff pairings get uh, put together by the UHSAA, we'll share that out there and let you know as well. So uh, big questions are for Ridgeline girls who lost last week. Uh, do they maintain that number two spot? How far do they drop after losing? Can they move back up? Uh, and then other te- other schools in Region 11, can they stay in the uh, top 10 or try to get into the top 10 to avoid having to play next Tuesday for the boys, Wednesday for the girls? So still a lot at play over the next uh, couple of days here for both the boys and the girls basketball in Region 11. Next hour, we'll get into the Utah Jazz. We won't have the game here, but we'll break it down and let you know what's on the line, who is and isn't going to play uh, for the Jazz or for the Heat tonight. Uh, some very familiar faces uh, in this game and uh, different faces from uh, the last time these two teams faced each other. How much will that change the dynamic of how it will play out on the floor at Vivint Smart Home Arena? It's all coming up next on the Full Court Press. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. When you cover the NFL, there's a fine line between free agency analysis and free agency wishful thinking. This spring, it should be a lot more fun if Tom Brady, Drew Brees, and Dak Prescott were all looking for new teams, and, and maybe that could happen. But there's also a really, really good chance that free agency will be a dud. Teams tend to not take huge risks at quarterback. Maybe the Patriots and Brady want to explore life without one another, but there's also a lot of logic in keeping the same team together. You can say the same thing about the Saints with Breeze and the Cowboys with Prescott. However, none of that helps out all the NFL media members who have to churn out our list and rankings on a daily basis. And, of course, a mock draft or two. When Peyton Manning was a free agent back in 2012, it kept us busy for an entire offseason. We'll see if another future Hall of Famer will fill that void this spring or if free agency is a lot more smoke than fire in 2020. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.